Welcome to New Life Church teaching series, All This Future, with the lesson titled, The Power of Momentum, a word for 2023. Our teacher today is Alan Smith. Amen. Good morning, children of God. Amen. Good morning, church, children of God. God's chosen, the people of God. Well, we are glad that you're here, and uh, at the beginning of the year, Pastor gives me the privilege of bringing the first message, and uh, he's hoping that God gives me something for the year, and I'm hoping more than he does that he gives me something for the year. <laughs> you know, I can't think of a better place to be than behind a pulpit preaching about God, if you got something to say. But it is the worst place on the planet if you don't. <laughs> there is no worse place than to try to act like God's giving you something. And, uh, and I have done both, and one just doesn't work at all. God's people usually will suffer through it and be gracious, but when you're the speaker, you, don't, you, you know that something happened. And it wasn't good. So by the end of this uh, message, you can determine which way this one falls. <laughs> uh, the song and the title of this series is All This Future. I think that's an incredible thought, All This Future. Because we look around us and there's so much that that is discouraging. Uh, there's so much that uh, looks like that hell is on a winning streak. I understand that. I want to talk about that a little bit. But I do believe, I'm persuaded God's given me a word for this year. And uh, you test it and uh, see what you think. But the enemy looks like he's in a winning streak. But there is a response that the church of God is to have to that. It's a response. And uh, I don't know if you know it or not, God doesn't necessarily have to have large numbers to accomplish His will. Matter of fact, he's, He likes to run pretty lean. Uh, he took 12 men, changed the earth. And, and old Elijah, he had a miscalculation. He thought he was the only prophet left, but you know that story. And as we look at this uh, picture here that has been uh, chosen, the prophet Elijah looks out from the cave to see a beautiful array of colors and lights as he speaks with God. You know the story. He, he, was with, uh, he called for there to be no rain, and he hid away during that drought. And I'm going to call this word this morning, the power of momentum by redeeming time. The power of momentum by redeeming time. And that's what Elijah did. That's what the prophets did. And I want us to look at this as I try to make a spiritual case for how this works. There again, you test it and see what you think. 
Elijah was a man just like us. Now, when I say his name, that's the last thing, thing that you would think. But when Elijah was bold, he was very bold. And when he liked, lacked courage, he was a wimp. And uh, so he's a lot like us. Can somebody say amen? Now, in James 5, though, it says this, verse 17, uh, Elias, which is Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. But, but he prefaces that by saying he was a man just like we are. So Elijah, we tend to think, well, he's got special pull. He's got, he's got uh, his cell phone can ring heaven, ours can't. But according, and this scripture was put uh, in there for us, Elijah was just like us, just like us. It's very important as we move forward here. Now, God can use anything in this world to share his message, but he chooses to use ordinary people. And with this world that we're in today, and as we're going in to 23, I want to share a couple laws of God, if you will, or absolutes of God, and how we want to take maybe advantage of them in our personal lives and also in the life of the church. Leviticus says this, if you walk to my statues and keep my commandments and do them, then I will give you rain in due season and the land shall yield her increase and the trees of the field uh, shall yield their fruit. Now, if you're here today and you do not know Christ as your Savior, today is a very good day to uh, figure that one out. Today's a good day to you say, well, Alan, I don't know if I died today, if I'd go to heaven. Well, you can know according to the Bible. You can know. And uh, you can see us after it's over and come see us. We'll be glad to share with you how you can know. But this, this message today is written, is, is in light of more of, of, of believers. And he says there, uh, as you can see, Elijah's obedience was building momentum. Now, momentum is, a, is something that I believe that the church will have the opportunity of enjoying, if you will, or using, or a tool. Momentum is a spiritual law. You know, we've all used the term momentum. Well, if we just build a little momentum. Well, uh, consider this. It's a spiritual law. Momentum is. And as a spiritual people and a prophetic people, we want to understand why did God create this spiritual law called momentum? Now, momentum is very, very important. Because we have, in 2023, we have a lot of tasks to overcome in your personal life as well as our country and upon this globe. And I believe I'm to share with you that momentum will be one of our key elements used. Now, here's that same verse in Leviticus. It says, Elijah's obedience was building momentum. So momentum, you do understand that, that momentum, if you can have a, a train and it's got a pulling a hundred cars of coal down a mountain that you could put up a lot of trucks with logs and everything else in its way. 
And if it goes down that mountain for about 10 miles, the momentum of that train is going to plow right through any obstacle that you put in its way. So a train builds momentum as it keeps going down the slope. But at the same time, you can take one inch piece of metal, one inch, and you can put under the wheel of a train on one side, under the wheel of a train on one side, one inch high, before it starts and it can't move. It can't move. It doesn't take much to keep you from moving, but it takes a lot to stop you if you've got the momentum. Momentum is a law of God. We're trying to move things and we want to start from no movement every time. Watch it. It's something Elijah did. Number one, it says he walked in my statues. Now you're going to say, Alan, you're legalistic. So I'm not legalistic. I'm just trying to show you some secrets of how God works. Elijah walked uh, in his statue. He, he said, keep my commandments. Uh, then he kind of threw this one in. I kind of hate it, but he did. And do them. So... Now, the reason he, that's it's not that that makes God happy. It makes God happy because he knows that Elijah can now start building momentum. All right? Walk in my statues. That's forward motion, correct? Keep my commandments and then do them. So, to agree with God is paramount in the start of building momentum. You cannot build momentum with God going in the opposite direction. It just so happens in sin, I'm not getting into that today, but you can also build a momentum. Now, let's watch this. Uh, momentum. Now, I want to go into the word of it just a little bit. Momentum is a moment. Um, uh, if you... So momentum is spelt moment. Mm. That's what a moment. Momentum. Oh, so we start. You build momentum in the moment. A moment is a now word, a now time. A moment. Momentum will not happen unless you have it begin in the moment. The U-M means something that continues like the word continuum or the word, word ultimatum. You know, those were two words, which means uh, final. That's what ultimatum means. So momentum is created by your movement in the moment, and that is your final answer. It's a resolve. You heard the game. Is this your final answer? Momentum is built when there's movement with a resolve. That's what the UM is, a moment. It's a moment 
that's moving with resolve. That is what momentum. A lot of people say, we, I, we can't build any momentum. It's because you might be missing, number one, you're not starting. And number two, you don't have a resolve to start. Are you with me? Now, this is just the Greek word showing you what it means. Here's the verse I got to go with it. And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. That's a resolve to follow the Word of God. Now, let's do another thing with momentum. I'm going to do a little physics with you. Natural law just gives testimony to spiritual laws of God. Now, uh, here's what momentum is in physics. It's the quantity of motion of a moving body measured as a product of its mass and velocity. The quantity of motion of a moving body measured as a product of its mass and its velocity. In other words, the greater the mass, the faster the momentum down any given incline. And it's because of gravity and all that. But that's what momentum is. Now, you can gain momentum two different ways. This is a physics class. Momentum gained, you can gain it by motion or by a series of events. Okay? Get that? Because I'm now going spiritual on you. Momentum can be gained. How can I get momentum? It can be gained by motion. I start, I begin. Momentum is beginning the moment. I've got a resolve to move. Momentum gained by motion or by a series of events. He's like, well, Alan, how can that be? All right, I want you to see, and you'll start seeing the Scriptures come alive a little bit. The Holy Ghost will should say more to you than I'm saying. Now, let's watch it. You can do it by motion and a series of events, two ways. So we're going to look at here in physics. Has anybody heard of Newton's laws of motion? That's uh, what this part is based off of, and I'll show it to you. The first law is an object will not change its motion unless a force acts on it. You get that? Makes sense to me. That was Newton. That's his laws of motion. An object will not change its motion unless a force action. If you remember this verse, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is upon you, and you shall be witnessing to me both in Jerusalem, all Judea, and in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So I know that I can start a spiritual momentum after I've received power, which is what moves me, which is the object. Have you ever tried to witness to somebody and you just didn't have the power to do it? Well, listen, the reason is, to you that like electric cars, so happens you got to plug it up if you want to go very far. Same way with a Christian. You've got to be plugged into God all the time if you want to have the power to move when you need to move. To think you can move and not be plugged in, quite regular, if you find yourself, oh, I just haven't I just, I just got the spiritual momentum to do it. Well, you're just not plugged into God, that's all. It's, just, it's, just, it's a simple answer if you can receive a simple truth. Now, so that's the, that's the first law I want us to see about momentum. 
The second law is the force on an object is equal to its mass times its acceleration. Where you've got movement, and then it has a times its acceleration. Uh, I want you to look at this. If you jump off a cliff, the law of gravity will affect you. You will not affect gravity, for it is the law of God. In other words, you can jump off a cliff and say, I'm going to jump off a cliff, but it is not going to affect me when I hit the bottom. You thinking that doesn't change reality. It's the law of God takes over. Just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean it's not going, it doesn't mean it's going to change the effect. It, 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 I don't care what you think. You're going to have the effect that God's word says it's going to have. That's what, that's what gravity is. And momentum is a law of God just like gravity. That's what, I, and I, there again, I, I, the reason I'm saying this to you is because that's the word I felt the Lord gave me for today. It was momentum that He's wanted this church and God's people to start gaining momentum for this year. And our, we're going to be victorious because we understand the law of gravity. We're not going to jump off any cliffs. And number two, we understand the law of momentum that God's... You see, the laws of God were created for our good. Just so happens if you jump off a cliff, it'll be used for your bad. Right? But the laws of God were created for our good. It, they were not created against us. Now, so let's watch this. God's laws were created for our good. Galatians 6, 7, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now that was a law of God, but it was created for your good. If you sow good seed, you'll reap what? Good seed. But if you plant bad seed, it'll work against you. So you can't plant bad seed and expect a good seed harvest. It's just not going to happen. Now, I want you to watch this. The third law, when two objects interact, this is important. We're going to stick on this one just a little bit. When two objects interact, they apply forces to each other of equal magnitude in opposite direction. Now, that one's a little complicated. You can say, I don't get that. Now, here's where spirit comes in. When two objects interact, they apply forces to each other of equal magnitude in opposite direction. Now, let me give you a little. Every action has an opposite and equal reaction. You've heard that. Every action has an op opposite and equal reaction. Doesn't mean that the reaction's bad necessarily, but it can be. You can have a, a, an action and it create a reaction that's positive and that's good. If you'll notice in your life, you live a life that you're going to react a lot. The action does not determine your reaction. You did receive energy from the action, but it's up to you with what you do with it. I'm, I'm going to show it to you. Now, this is a, a lot of y'all know what this is. Newton's cradle. You might have heard of that terminology. I'm going to show you something here. and I, I know you'll know uh, it is a device that demonstrates momentum. I had one. I was going to bring it and set it right here. Then I walked out the door without it. It was 10 after 9. I was running late. And Jason had already texted me, Alan, do you not have a second message to send us? I said, yes, I just finished it. And I shot it to him and I forgot 
Newton's cradle that I was going to have here. But y'all, a lot of y'all have seen it. Now, the first one, you know, I had it, it's gained by motion and it's also gained, momentum's gained by motion and it's also gained by a series of events. Well, the first momentum we're going to look at is uh, momentum gained by motion. Uh, a lot of y'all, now that's what you call Newton's cradle. Have you seen those balls? And it sets up and you let them go and one hits the other one. And it's really a, I know that's a simulation there, but that's exactly what they do. And if I hadn't forgot it, you'd see it. Uh, but you set it up there and it's usually five, can be six balls on a cradle. You can take one. Well, I think I got it up here. Yeah, there it is. Uh, now that's what I have at the house. And you can pull back one. It'll go through those three balls and then it'll kick out the other one. It sort of messes with my mind. I know a lot of y'all probably doesn't, but it does mine. Uh, how does that energy go through those three steel balls and hit the next one? And then it'll respond in the same way. Isn't that not amazing? I mean, I could see if, it, if you had the momentum of the swing and it knocked the other one to swing, but that's not, you see that? That is pretty crazy. Uh, not only can you do one of them like that, you can do it like that. You can pull back three, and it'll it'll do that, just like that. It does perfect math. It's just really amazing to me how, how it does. And you can get Newton's cradle. But, but anyways, that's momentum, but it's gained by motion. My point is there's energy moving, especially in that center one. There's energy moving but you can't see anything move. Well, it'll do that in the natural world. How much more in the spiritual world? In other words, we actually gain the momentum through the anointing and the power that's in Jesus Christ. We are the results of the momentum of the desired creation of God. So we are to catch the momentum of Jesus Christ. How do we catch it? It's through this word. What does it do? It impacts our heart and causes us to show the same reaction as the action that came in. <laughs> to me, that's just incredible. So if you're waiting, I don't know how long we need to wait on the anointing to do this. I think it's uh, is to use good English, I think we've done God it. I think it takes a faith element to believe what we got. And so we see as Christ impacts our life and action, His Word, when we sit in here, we need to beg God to touch our hearts. <laughs> God, let me, God, let me see something. Impact me. To give an equal reaction because you have the Holy out the other side, which is your life. We are to duplicate the life of Christ. Not only can it be done in the naturally with physics, but it can be done in spiritually physics, which the natural is to reflect that. Now, that's a whole lot I'd like to do with that, but that's kind of the main thing. John 14 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do also, because I go unto my Father. This is that law of action and reaction. 
If somebody hits you in a hard reaction that hurts your feelings real bad, are you going to respond with the heart of Christ or are you going to respond out of your own flesh? Now, it's one thing to have Christ impact us, but it's another one to have the world impact us. And when we have the world impact us, we want to respond like Christ because I've already had his impact. And there's a reason for that, which we'll get into. Now, momentum is gained by a series of events. Now, that was momentum is gained by Christ when he touches our heart. When you got born again, you were touched by the momentum of the Holy Ghost. That was emotion. He moved towards you. He encountered your heart. And you had a response. That is emotion of the Holy Ghost. Then there's another way that we can gain a momentum. It propelled you out to be, you know, remember when you got saved, the first thing you did is told everybody how happy you were and that they needed to be saved and, 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 and until you got normal like the rest of us. You remember that? You had this great in reaction was you wanted everybody to be saved. Now, now look at this. Now here's momentum is gained by a series of events. Do you see that little, that little thing right there? Uh, uh, that, that's, uh, I'm, we're going to try to show just a little short video, but uh, that guy is actually holding two steel balls at the top of that incline. Now you see on the right, it's just a straight incline. On the left, it's got ripples in it. Now, there's actually more surface area on the left one than it is the right one. Right? So, so the ball actually has to travel further on the left side than it does the right side. So therefore, it would appear that the ball would get to the bottom quicker on the right than the left. Can you show that video? Let's see if we can do it here. Okay, here we got him. He's got two steel balls, and he's going to hold them at the top. Now, there again, this is momentum. This is the way it works. It's the law of God. So he's going to have these two balls, and, and so the question is, you won't see this for one time now. I'm not showing it again. Pay attention. The question is, which ball gets to the bottom first? Well, there, and there's more, there's more territory. In other words, if you jerked out that ripple, it'd probably be six inches longer than on the right side. So now he's going to let them loose. Now watch it. The steel ball on the left side, not only did it cover more territory, but it got to the bottom for the ball on the right side that didn't have as much territory to cover. All right, you can give me back my slides now. So why does it make mental sense, does it? Well, now, now here's the reason it did it. That's too quick. When that ball on the left side, it went down in a valley and it come up to a hill and it went down the valley and come up to a hill. We got to understand that ball going down to that valley is what gave it momentum to go up. In other words, the ball moved faster when it had a valley to climb out of. 
Come on, Holy Ghost, I need your help. <laughs> the valleys of life happen to us if we respond correctly to help us build momentum so we move faster than our opponent, which is Satan and his cohorts. You think Satan got you, and God said the race ain't over yet. Did you get that? It's so important to understand how momentum is created. I'm sure everyone in here, nobody escapes life without one crisis and usually 21 crises. Nobody escapes it. They're all trials. And, but it's up to us and our response to the trial. Jesus said this. Let's go ahead and use him. He's the big guy. When he was suffering on the cross, he called it the joy that was set before him. Jesus, through all of his suffering, you got to understand, he was building momentum to defeat the enemy. He was a man just like you and me. He had a little bit, God graded him on the curve, but he had to live her out. You with me? So Jesus had to live a life that built momentum to come against the enemy. Everybody in sitting in here, if you hadn't just left one crisis, you're entering another. I'm asking you, as bad as they can seem, it is up to us if we build momentum. Listen, the game's not over yet. Just because you hit your first or second dip, she ain't over yet. You're building momentum. Now, watch, keep that in mind. The valleys of life can create momentum in life. Don't waste the opportunity to gain momentum. I know that's a hard word. You test what I say. Romans 8, 28. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to His purpose. All things. All things, all things, somebody, all things, all things, we know. Paul was like, I know you already know this, but I'll remind you. I mean, it's like I don't already know. It's like you always got to remind me. We know that all things work together for good. Even the little valleys, when that ball went down those little valleys, Work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to His purpose. Now, the big thing there is purpose. If you're living your life unto yourself, all things are not going to work out for good. If you live your life unto the purpose of God, all things will work together for good. To them uh, that are called according to His, not yours, purpose. Are you with me? We've got to move on. We've got a lot to cover. I call it the spiritual law of momentum. 
Now, let's look at it right quickly, the power of momentum. What does a coach do when his opposing team is racking up points on the scoreboard? Anybody know? He calls a timeout to try and break their momentum. All of a sudden, they got to run. They put 10, 12, 15, 14 points on the scoreboard, and, and, and all of a sudden, he says, timeout, 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 somebody. Why does he do that? Has he got something to tell his team? No, but he knows he needs to stop what's going on. He's trying to break their momentum. They call it a momentum. It's a spiritual law. I'm just telling you. It's a spiritual law. So the coach says, oh, time out. Well, I'm here to say in 2023 to the devil and his cohorts, time out. Your momentum has run about long enough. Just time out in the name of Jesus. We look around our country. I mean, it's not a morning you can't get up. doesn't look like the momentum of the enemy is running wild. Time out. I got authority in Christ. Just time out, demon. Just cotton picking time out. I got to sit down a minute. Time out. The church of Jesus Christ is to break the momentum of the evil one. Now watch it. It is a spiritual law that takes effect when we are successful in our endeavors. There's a spiritual law. It's taking you're successful. Momentum creates a vacuum that pulls resources and people into your life. Now I'm going to move on quickly because I've got a good bit of territory here yet. To respond correctly in the valleys of life propels us to new heights in the spirit. Our adversary, the devil, is constantly trying to keep us from putting points on our scoreboard of life. You see, what the enemy's trying to do is break your momentum with a crisis. But it's your choice to use that crisis to build momentum against the enemy. It's a hard word, but it's a true word. Now watch it. When our enemy gives us a full court press, we must not fold under his pressure, but trust God to turn this valley into our victory. Does anybody in here know Kim Camp? She came here several years ago, gave her testimony right here. God touched her with cancer, healed her with cancer. Uh, the cancer over the years, three to five years, I don't know, it might have been four or five years she was here. It's come back on her time and time again. I'm, I can't tell you how many times and again it's come back on this woman. She just keeps standing, believing God. He keeps pushing it back again. I honestly tell her, I'm, if I told, I mean, I'm thinking 12, 15 times, but I'm not going to say, lest I be wrong, and number two, you're not going to believe me. It beats anything I've ever seen. My God. Tremendous woman of faith. Each time she digs a little deeper. She thought the world about her father. I think it's about four months ago he died of cancer. She's got cancer. He died. Uh, her husband, about, I don't know, two months ago, he got sick with something respiratory. Uh, 
Christmas, let's see, it would have been about four days ago, I'm thinking, uh, he died. But while he died, she laid in the emergency room in ICU. She had taken COVID with all of her immune system shot. They gave her maybe 24 hours, 12 to 24 hours to live. She hadn't even been able to see her husband, which has died. He'd been dead three or four days. Now they said she was going to die. She'd been battling this thing forever. Somebody sent word to me. She said, she said that she's, she's tired. She's going to give up. And um, so when I got that, this word came to me and I sent it to her. And they read it. She couldn't talk, but this lady read it over her and she heard it. When our enemy gives us a full court press, we must not fold under his pressure, but trust God to turn this valley into our victory. That word came out of that moment. That's a costly word, <laughs> by the way. The Lord just spoke to me and I, the lady took it, went and read it over. That was at 7.30. She said she heard it. I heard this morning at 8.15, they said she opened her eyes that night. Uh, last night. This is all last night. I get my days mixed up. She opened her eyes. Uh, they said they, I guess she got her own all kinds of stuff and taken off most of that. And uh, she was sitting in bed and she said she was hungry. It's incredible. Now, I felt like that that was a personal word to me, to the church. We can't. When I spoke that word for her, I'll be very honest with you. That, was, that did not seem to fit the situation. But bam, just right there, it was it. And I sent it to them and, and they knew it was an anointed word. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, it's not, you know. But yet she heard it. Do I give her turning around over all of that word? No. Do I give it to God? Yes. Does it encourage me? Because I felt like God was saying, now in this year, you're going to see a lot of this happen. She was out of here. I've never seen such an attack against the family. Never, my, never. I mean, I've seen some, but I had never seen nothing like this. I just pray she can come back here and testify again. It just, it, this old boy said it wound my clock. So how can we experience the spiritual momentum? i got to move. Visitation saves us. Visitation propels us. And visitation changes the atmosphere. That's how you do it. There's no way around it. Visitation from God. It's the only thing that'll work. I had a little visitation from God last night. He gave me that word. I knew it was God. I mean, he was right there in the room. I knew it. A visitation of God. That's when I, I'm telling you all my secrets, but that's when I pinned this slide. 
How can we experience spiritual matter? Visitation saves us. Visitation propels us. Visitation changes the atmosphere. So the presence of God, the visitation of God in your life, in my life, in this church, changes everything. And it's with that momentum we can change the world. But first you got to believe. Why shift this atmosphere of visitation? Job said it like this, Thou hast granted me life and favor, and thy visitation hath preserved my spirit. You want to know Job's key? Right there it is. You thought he was a great feller. He had a great God. He tells us his secret there. He had visitation and habitation of God in his life. Now, church, this is what we're pressed for in 20 and 23. This is a little proverb I wrote. The more we lay down, the greater the visitation. Changing the spiritual atmosphere by redeeming the time. Now, when the spiritual atmosphere happens, when somebody gets healed, born again, the Holy Ghost, the visitation, the habitation of God is in the redeeming business. So we, as, as the church of Jesus Christ, we got to understand we have not been called to yield to the enemy. We have been called to redeem the time. We are in the redeeming business. I don't care how bad the evidence says that things look. Why? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen. So as we look on TV and get all the reports of everything that's seen, that does not even enter the arena of how we live. Right? God is building momentum in His people by giving them the revelation and ability to redeem time. To follow Christ is to follow the reason in the time that God created you. I hope you can get that. To follow Christ is to follow the reason in the time that God created you. In other words, God created everyone in here and those that are watching online. He has created you now in this time. You got to understand that. I've heard people say, well, Alan, I was born a hundred years too late. Anybody felt that? No, you was born right on time. You must own, come on now, where you are in life to have the authority of time in your time. You've got to own where you are. You say, well, I'm not married to the right person. Tough. <laughs> you should have thought about that earlier. Here's the time you're in right now. And your marriages might have some ups and downs, but you're supposed to take the downs for momentums for your ups. That's the Word of God. Why in the world? Listen, I'm 70 years old. I've been here a while. I have yet to see. All right, Lord, I won't. Okay. He said, don't go there, Alan. <laughs> I got it, God. I'm going. I'm moving. You must own where you are in life to have the authority of time in your time. In other words, you have to own where you are is my point. I don't care where you are, what's what, 
You got to own where you are. What does that mean? You're not blaming everybody else for where you are. You're owning it. You only have authority over what you own. If you're blaming somebody else, they've got the authority over it. You got to own it. We need, the church of Jesus Christ needs to own the condition of the United States. We need to own it. What you own, you have authority over. And God's given us authority to own this time that we're in. Are you with me? Very important. Of ownership. Who owns this time? It takes time to create movement. Now let me move on quickly. To agree with time sets things in motion, the beginning of momentum. To agree with time. In other words, we've, we've got as bad as things are out here. We've got to agree with where they are. Don't go into denial here. Things out here is pretty, pretty, pretty rough. Don't deny it. Own it. This is where we are. You've got to be in reality because authority works in truth and truth works in realities. Truth doesn't affect a fantasy. Truth doesn't affect an imagination. I'm saying if you're going to be an offensive player, you got to operate in the time. You need to recognize the time we're in. You need to own the time we're in. Then the truth will operate in that time. When you're in all this imaginative thing, well, if I had a better husband, if I had a better wife, right? Yada, yada, yada. The truth doesn't even work in those situations. Because you're not in reality. You're in a false land. I hope you're getting what I'm saying. You got to live in reality, which is now, and that is a very hard thing to do when you got your own mind to talk with. Now, we must be more truthful to receive the gift of discerning what is true. Now, you've heard me say this. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again right quickly. I asked the Lord not only a year or so ago. I said, Lord, in this time, fake news and everything, I said, Lord, I, I want to be able to discern better what's true and what's not true. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, okay, start being more truthful. Kind of hurt my feelings. He said, be more truthful. I thought I was truthful. When he told me to be more truthful, and I, I believe the Lord, I know it's his voice. I started watching things I was saying, how I was saying. I was trying to be more truthful, definitely more transparent. Uh, I've learned being transparent is my quickest way to truthfulness because you don't have to make anything up. So as I started being more truthful, it was amazing how I could, when I heard something, I knew if it was true or not. It was because I was being more truthful. So I was being trained by the Holy Spirit to be in touch with more of what's truthful. So when I heard something that wasn't truthful, I didn't tell the Lord though, but I said, that sounds a lot like me. Uh, what, what I did was, it was like, Lord, He gave me, started teaching me the ability to distinguish when I heard the truth or a lie. But it was because I was being more truthful. A truthful person, very hard to do. You might think that sounds easy. 
If, if, if you was in my head, it wouldn't be easy. I'll tell you that right now. Because you do something and the Holy Spirit tells you, right? I'm like, could you not give me a heads up, Holy Spirit? Give me a heads up before I do it or say it. Conviction always comes after I mess up, right? I, think, give me, I need a little more of a heads up on this thing. We're going to be here all day. Now, but, but keep that in mind. Discerning what is true. Well, truth is what redeems time, thus creating momentum. So if we are in reality of what time it is, we're made for this time, we see things as it really is, then we can redeem that time with truth. And truth is what builds momentum. You can't build momentum out of fake news. The reason you got to come up with it every day. It didn't build momentum. It just is what it is, and you got to do it again, do it again, do it again. We're talking about a spiritual truth of momentum. Visitation happens when we are in the same time as God is in for this earth. In other words, God's, we're in a certain time. I know people say, well, God's outside of time. I, I get all that. That's not what I'm saying. This earth has a time that it's in right now. And God's in it. And God, it is important that we align up with God in this time. And then we'll be in truth, and then the truths of God will work because we're in real time, in real reality. Right? You've got to understand, the enemy... I mean, look on TV, look at the movie, look on anything. It's amazing how you can fabricate and create so many altered realities. They're everywhere. And you can even confuse that for true reality. Then you get into what the Bible calls vain imaginations. And you got vain imaginations and just, I don't know, just go play in it, I guess, is all I, is I know. If you want to know the truth, vain imaginations is not where you'll find it. So what time is it, we could say? For while we were still weak, the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. That's what time it is. The right time. The, what time is it? While we were weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. So that, that's one right time it is. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son made of a woman made under the law. So we got some fullness of time. There is a time that time is being made full. Called it a fullness of times. And so there's a time that this certain time is going to be made full. We find ourselves living in a time that we're supposed to make full. We're living in what's called the fullness of times. As this thing is wrapping up here, Ephesians 1.10 says this, that in the dispensation or the pouring out of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth in him. In this time of fullness, God's time in this time is for us to bring things that are in heaven to this earth. That's what time it is. If you want to be a player, if you want to be a player, if you don't want to be a player, that's, that's fine. If you want to be a player, we are in the time of the, to make this time full in fullness of bringing what's in heaven to this earth. Now, I know that's a tall order, is it not? I'm just telling you, telling you what the Bible says, what time it is. God's time is always redeeming time 
to fill up eternity. You, you've got to see yourself as a player of redemption. And we've been called to redeem time. What does that mean? That means somebody could be in drugs or something for 25 years. God can redeem all 25 years of that time. He can redeem all the time of your sin. He can redeem every bit of it. Yes, He forgives us of it, but the neat part of this thing is He'll redeem it. And I was going to get into those words of what all that is, but it's 12 o'clock. I, I had a lot of good stuff. You'll just have to come back next year, I guess, and I'll finish it. But, but God is in the redeeming business. This is a redeeming time. You are not living in a time that God's trying to make you happy. You're living in a time and have been birthed in a time to help bring fullness into what God has created. Come on. Come on. And to do that, in reality, we're going to see the reality of this book happen in this place because a habitation of God will cause it to happen. Now, my message is there is a spiritual momentum that is real, that is true. If you start walking with God more than you in this 2023 than you did in 2022, if you start allowing your valleys in life, respond to them correctly, they'll actually create a momentum in your life. And all of a sudden, your life will start speeding up. Does anybody feel like they were stuck? I can't go nowhere. I'm just like I'm stuck. It's because you're not allowing that valley to create a momentum to move you out of where you are. That's done through the revelation and the presence of Christ. Let's stand. There's a little more to it, but we're going to start stop there. I think I've given you more than enough that your brains and spirit might overload. We're going to pray. This is a new year. Today's the first day, 2023. Wow. What a year. What's going to happen this year? What's God going to do? One thing I can tell you is the first person I've had a privilege to pray for this year got healed, so God's healing. So I've best built up some momentum off of that, I say. Amen. Amen. Go for it. That's what it says. Amen. That's exactly right. So as we're going into 2023, I wish you would consider that your life and commitment to Christ that you had last year needs to be greater this year. And as your commitment to Christ is greater, as you run into these things in life, as you start mobility, as life builds momentum, when something bad happens, you can't let it stop you. Come on. When the enemy's got a full court press against you, he's got a full court press. He's going to destroy you. Game ain't over yet. The only way a believer loses the game is if he quits. I promise you, if you stay in the game, you'll always come out victorious. A promise from God. Good. Do not entertain 
oh, I'm just going to quit. That's for somebody in this room today. Do not quit. You will be victorious. God will turn this valley into a victory. I promise you. Lord Jesus, be with us today is my prayer. I ask and pray, oh God, as this congregation is here. I pray, oh God, for, I just hear the word angina. Anybody that has angina or something in their heart like angina, just raise your hand right quickly. Okay. All right. Uh, irregular heartbeat. Raise your hand right quickly. Irregular heartbeat. Okay. All right. Uh, anybody entertaining the fear of cancer? Okay. It could be what? Watching online. Oh, yeah, that's right. Or even if you're watching online, that's right. That's exactly right. We're going to open up the front up here. We'll have prayer teams, prayer pods. You know the drill. You can come pray. Anybody need to get ducked and get washed off for the new year? Today's the day. Amen. If you want to start a fresh and new, we've got the baptistry over here. You can say, well, Alan, that's not biblical. We'll try it, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> Lord Jesus, I ask and pray that you'd be with his people, that you'd bless them. I pray, oh God, if anything that I've said is not of you, I pray that it fall to the ground. If anything that i said is of you and your spirit, I pray that this people watching online and in this auditorium, I pray that this people would be known as a people of momentum, of moving and running with God that they're running the race, not walking the race. They're running the race with God. Throwing off any weight that could slow down their momentum with you. Any weight that we just throw them off. We'd not have them in 2023. That we might gain momentum and run fast with you, O oh God. Let I pray, O oh God, for, for the supernatural to happen with your people here and online. I pray, oh God, for your visitation upon all of our lives. I release these people, oh God. I release them that they'll have the healing power of God. They'll have the discernment of time. And they'll redeem time. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen.